My name is Melanie Standish. And I'm Tom Yumet. And this is the Hive Mind Escape Podcast. Hello, listeners. This is Melanie and Tom, and welcome to this episode of the Hive Mind Escape Podcast, where today we'll be talking about our trip to Birmingham. This is a part of our Rewind series. We've talked about our trip to London and then the side trip to Stratford-upon-Avon. And now we are going to talk about Birmingham. And we did, what was it, eight rooms, Tom? Uh, One, two, three, five, yes, eight. Eight, eight total. I, I made this book of all of our photos for the trip and I'm looking at it right now. So we remembered the titles of each of them and I just have a title that says Eat, Breathe, Escape Rooms, which I think is what we did. <laughs> I think every day we did. I mean, we did do a lot of eating, um, a lot of Indian food, but a lot of escape rooms too. So these are the last of the 13 total rooms that we did. We started off uh, doing these over the course of two different days. The first day was actually supposed to be the last day of our trip. Um, we ended up doing three rooms total, two of which were at Escape Live, and one was at Clue HQ. This, these were all done right after you got done with your last day of your conference, right? Yeah. Um, I think you had asked me while I was at the conference, or you texted me, and you were like, so like, will you be too tired for an escape room later? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I was too tired. I think Not at all. I mean, we, got, always we, we got three done. I couldn't believe it. Because, I mean, the last one we did ended probably, what, 10 o'clock? We were, we were pretty tired. But That's right. every day every day while we were on vacation was 6 a.m. to midnight at least. We, we didn't sleep much because we had too much to do. But uh, the first room we did was called Time Machine, and it was at Escape Live in Birmingham. Uh, the description that is on their website at the moment is, Time travel has always been a challenge, but Jamie Sherman has successfully invented the world's first ever time machine. But there's a problem. Whilst traveling through time, Jamie's uncovered a glitch and now needs your help. You and your team must take his prototype, follow his footsteps, and get him back to present day before he's lost forever. Now, without going into too much detail about this room, I really thought this was a, a good change from the other time machine ones that we've done. So typically it's you go back in time and you're in one spot. Whereas this one, you kind of jump through time as you go through the room and it, it, I thought that was a really cool uh, aspect of it and what was really fun is is not like anime mysteries where the person's in the room but the game masters were really part of the game I remember ours I believe the woman's name was Eleni for this room um, was part of the room and kind of you know encouraged us in character throughout um, all the stuff that we did in here yeah, it was a really great room, um, again, without giving too much away. You did actually feel like you were going through different time periods, which was very neat. Um, we'll leave that surprise to people who tried to take on the room. But they also had really neat period-related puzzles in each um, of the sections of the room as well, which I thought was neat. It, it felt like a multiple different, like, completely different rooms. It was really cool. I remember the set design just being, like, you walked in and you're like, what? It, it was very, you know, it was very cool to, to walk into something that had a lot of thought and, and effort put into the room. Um, on, on the same day there, I, I remember we did the uh, the horror one. I thought <laughs> I thought that this was going to be a, like a deal breaker with you because I know you don't really like scary things too much. But we ended up doing uh, a room called Room 13. And uh, their description online is... Room 13 is a unique experience which is not meant for the fate-hearted. Amy is locked in a room and is relying on your team's wit and skill to get her out alive. 
You are her only hope. You must piece together clues, solve puzzles, and find objects to get the four-digit number you need to release her. With just 60 minutes to rescue Amy, will you manage to save her life? Now, instantly, this really, really reminded me there's a movie called Fear.com where it's a very similar concept of there's somebody on a screen that you're watching that's kidnapped, and it's it's just very jarring to see this in the room because you're, like, really under pressure, like, oh, gosh, you know, it's not just, like, we know there's somebody out there. You can see the whole time the person that's kidnapped, and I just thought this was, like, a proper spooky room where we were very tense and it wasn't like it was like a scary bloody thing but it's the tension the whole time is very immersive no i agree with that um i am not a fan of spooky things um i was definitely very intense the entire time that video that they played throughout what you're referring to was very creepy and terrifying um (laughs) and then uh the game masters played a role in attempting to spook you as well. So the whole thing was very immersive. I think something that they told us they do during Halloween, which was I think only a week we prior. Missed we missed it by one it. week. We missed it by a week. And they bring actors into two of the rooms and they they like hang out and hide in places to try to make it even more immersive and scary. Which I think is pretty effective because the two rooms that we knew about, um, it would have worked out really well with it being Halloween time and it didn't just feel like, yep, there's somebody standing in the corner of the room. It actually would have been very good for the story. So I, I would say if you're into horror or just kind of spooky things in general, room 13 is a pretty, a pretty good room. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I was just surprised that was the one we clicked on because I felt like I was going to be useless. <laughs> I think it was it was the you wanted to just get out of That's there, so point. you That's you worked point. twice as hard, which um, kind of leads us into our next room. I was honestly surprised you said yes to this one too because just like before, this was kind of a spooky one. The name of this one is Elevator. Oh my goodness! Well, we should probably read the description. Yeah, online the description is as reality shows dominate your televisions. Clue HQ decided to team up with ClueTube to bring you the latest escape room, but with a twist. Face trials concocted by the genius minds of Professor Errol Tepet and Dr. Syke as you compete for the prize of your life. Can your team reach floor 13 before time runs out? Come on down and see for yourself. You can be the next reality television star. That is, if you can make it out in one piece. Sign up now to take part in the pilot episode of The Elevator. This room, I thought was probably the best room that we did in Birmingham. We'll talk more about some of the other ones, but I really, really enjoyed this room. I thought that, once again, it's right up my alley with the spookiness, but the execution of a single room escape room was phenomenal. I would venture to say, I know you think that I sometimes over over push this room, but like I really think it's my favorite room of all time. It was just well executed. And what's crazy um, is that I'm afraid of elevators. I, I really don't like elevators, but somehow this room just made me excited. But we really clicked in that room. I mean, we were back and forth and just, I was solving puzzles, you were solving puzzles. I just, I think when you and the people you're in the room with click on the puzzles, it just makes for a good time. I honestly, I don't even know if we asked for any clues in that room. This room took such a small space and made a solid room. I would say that room is no bigger than our living room, which we, we don't live in a great, uh, a very large place, but 
it, it was a pretty small room. Definitely. And there's a very unique element to this room. I won't give it away because I think that was part of what made the room so amazing for us. But after you solve like the first major puzzles, I think you'll know what we're talking about if you go to the room. And if you don't think you'll ever find yourself in Birmingham and you really want to know what this really cool element is, go ahead and email us. Or just private message us on like Facebook or Instagram or any of our other social media platforms because I will happily tell you. I really want to tell them right now, but we, for the sake of spoilers, we won't. It's one of my favorite features in a room that I've seen of all time, so definitely. Um, moving forward, we, we actually played a few more rooms later in the week because we had so much fun this night doing all of the escape rooms and having all the fun eating all the delicious food in Birmingham. Oh we decided goodness. to accidentally stumble, trip, and fall and <laughs> uh, fall on our cell phones and extend our trip by three days. Um, which I think is the best clumsy accident I've ever done. It really didn't cost too much for us to extend our trip, and I, we figured, you know, we're already here. We might as well extend it till, you know, Saturday. We were originally going to fly home Thursday morning, but we ended up getting home. It was Saturday night or Sunday night? I believe we arrived back home Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. We were, oh, yes, because you had to get to a soccer uh, event for oh, your soccer that's team. right. Um, just a like a tip for our listeners here don't schedule a second and third grade soccer party the day you're getting back from a trip overseas um that was it was a very long day that was a very long day i love them though shout out to my team but (laughs) um regardless i think the point here is we had a great time by extending our trip and I think originally I thought I was going to have to work that weekend. And when I didn't anymore, we were like, well, let's just spend the money and do it. And absolutely well worth it. Of course, we filled it with more escape rooms, especially once we figured out how cool the escape rooms were in general in England. Um, So, yeah, we did. I think the day after we extended, uh, we went to a zoo with a castle, which was cool. I don't think we did any escape rooms that day. It was the following day. It was Friday. yes. Yes. That we decided to, like, end our trip just going through with escape a bang. rooms with a bang <laughs> like we usually do um we went back to escape live we actually in birmingham i think there's many other places for there's quite a few there, actually yeah. but we only did escape live and clue hq and i gotta say that gives me a lot of hope for the other rooms in birmingham because these were pretty great and i, I think that was a smart move on our part because that makes it so when we go back we don't have to be like you know so which ones did we do at which places? We just kind of cleared all of the ones at those two. Not all of them. We actually did ski- skip the Peaky Blinders rooms oh, we at did. Escape Live because I'm the only one of the two of us that's seen Peaky Blinders. So next time we go to Birmingham, we'll uh, pregame with a few episodes of Peaky Blinders. That way we're having more fun in those that's rooms. That's right. I forgot about that. We made a yeah. We made an active decision not to do that one. But uh, the escape room that we ended up doing was Dr. Wilson's office. And before we even did this room, we kind of, while we were going in between other rooms, we actually heard one of the workers (laughs) as the game master giving a clue to somebody in the room. What's really cool about this is they play their character as your game master. And when you ask for a clue, they talk to you as though they are Dr. Wilson. So they throw on a really 
heavy accent and they they uh, say hello and welcome to Dr. Wilson's office <laughs> and they just it's very I mean that was a terrible accent no no, too. no 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 I was going to ask you to do that accent because I think you do it quite well that's what it sounded like so it was very comical and over the top and you just kind of have to take a second to laugh but then you're like oh no I'm in an escape room I really do need that that clue uh, so their description online for this room is Dr. Wilson is a master detective who has solved many crimes in his distinguished career but this case could prove to be deadly for him. One of the suspects he is investigating is threatening his life. Dr. Wilson is now relying on you and your team to unveil the identity of the right suspect. He's left clues around his office, and it's up to you to find them, solve the mystery, and escape. This room was really cool because of those aspects of them, like adding that extra flavor and pizzazz to something that you've kind of seen in many places, where it's, you know... It's an office of a detective that ran away for some reason and you need to solve the puzzle. I agree. I think that the actually the Escape Live people compared this one to the Shakespeare Room. Um, and I, I, I would say it's very similar, yes. I, I would agree in terms of the types of puzzles and the, the, play, the play of the room was very similar. Um, I, I wouldn't say that was my favorite room at Escape Live, but it was still well executed. And I, again, the touch of the... Of the voice narration was pretty good. Further proof that a good game master can make even the most mediocre of games really fun. Ooh, I agree with that. Absolutely. Moving on to the next escape room that we did at Escape Live, and I think this was actually the last one we did at their room, at their location. Uh, this one was called The Lab. I remember being very excited about this because even though we've done a lot of lab-style ones, the second we walked into this room, it felt and looked completely different. The description of this room is... You have arrived at a scientific research facility where cutting-edge research is being conducted. The facility has been hit by a toxic gas leak in its storage zone, and you will have to work with your team members to isolate the affected areas, make the facility safe, and escape within 60 minutes. So while it is a lab-style room, and it's something that we've seen quite a few times, it's not the traditional zombie outbreak virus or you know deadly Ebola or something like that. It's something a little more practically realistic. While Ebola is a real thing and it could happen, and who knows, maybe a zombie virus will happen. This is a very realistic, there was a gas leak and you need to isolate the chambers that the gas was in. I thought it was really cool because you had a very good objective-based thing to do from the beginning. You know you need to close off these sectors, and then once you do, you save the facility. Also, the set design was a 10 out of 10. I think... It was immersion-wise was very good, too. You definitely felt like you were in a lab. If I can remember this correctly, they actually give you lab coats before you walk into the room. Yes. Is that correct? So, yes. Yeah. We started in lab coats with, um, do we have, I think we had our own little ID badges yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. It was, the prop part was really, really on point. And I remember walking in, we immediately, were, we looked at each other, the timer started, and we just split off and started solving things. And I remember I was over here doing one thing while you were on the other side of the room going hard on another puzzle, and we just kept coming back and bouncing forth. We didn't really meet up until towards the end when, when we actually needed each other's help. And it was it was just overall well executed, and it felt very realistic. Like, it wasn't just, oh, behind this door is... Now you're outside or you're in a completely different section. It felt like those rooms really were meant to connect. And all of, all of the room flowed really well. I agree. It was a very cool room. I think we had the most... Well, not the most... Of the Escape Live rooms, we had the most gratification in that room, I believe. Um, we have this picture, which we'll post on our 
on our social media sites of us like shaking hands like yes we saved the world um it's one of our my favorite pictures that we took after these rooms but i i think what excited me about this room is typically when i get in a room and we see clothes i'm like the first to put them on to be immersed myself i like that they gave us the lab coats beforehand i thought that was a really fun touch yeah, definitely. I remember shaking your hand and it was like a, yeah, it's posing for a picture, but I was actually shaking your hand. I was like, I'm really proud of you. Like, we just kicked this room's butt. It was really good. Definitely. So, of course, we had to do more escape rooms after that. So we went back to Clue HQ with that awesome elevator room. And we were told to do Captain Riddle's Forgotten Fortune, which we just talked about the set design of the lab. But the set design of this one, <laughs> oh my goodness. So cool. I can't, I feel like I can't give too much away, but You're in for a wild, wild ride. Pun very much intended. When you do the room, you'll understand what I said. Yeah. The description of this room is, Captain Riddle was one notorious pirate, famous for pillaging from land and sea and holding his bounty within a hidden cove. The story has become legend over the years, and no one is sure if the treasure even exists anymore. You and your scallywag crew have commandeered his old ship, and are now sailing in search for the gold. Paranoid that others would attempt to follow in his footsteps, he locked everything up, and is said to have not written down the route to the loot. Riddle's ship is protected, so you won't have long after you set sail until the company come after you. Cool room. Just very cool. And you like pirates, so you were really excited about it. I thought it was really darn fun. (laughs) So, I mean, we've done a few different pirate rooms, and while they were great rooms, this one is the best pirate room that I think we've ever done and it is, it's in my personal top five just because I, I had such a wild adventure the entire time. Mm-hmm. Everything felt really on point and, and nothing was, why is this puzzle in here? Like, it, it's a pirate ship, so why do they have something that involves a cell phone? Like, something crazy like that. Everything was very uh, period-based puzzles and, 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 and very immersive to the room. And also... It wasn't linear. I remember solving different puzzles at the same time, which was really fun. There were very few puzzles that you needed to solve before other ones. It was it was a lot of stuff where we could kind of break off and do different things at different times. And those are the rooms we excel at the most because we both work well together, but we work very well solo in a room. I would say that the set design would really be engaging for children. It was a tough room, but I... I feel like as a kid, if I was placed in this room, I would be so excited. Oh, it's a, it's magical. <laughs> definitely. So if you are uh, have a family and are listening, definitely one to take the kids to. You might have to do a lot of the puzzles for them. Oh, but they'll have a great time. But they'll have a great time. Absolutely. So the next room we did was called the Betrayal of Glutankamun. This is an Egyptian-style room, and uh, I, thought, I thought it was pretty cool because I think this is the first Egyptian room we've ever done. I mean, we've seen a lot of themes multiple times, but I don't think we've ever done an Egyptian-style room. I think you're right. Clue HQ just had amazing set design. That, <laughs> that, that's what it comes down to, because I feel like I just keep talking about the same thing, yeah. but the set design, again, was amazing. You felt like you were immersed. I remember the puzzles being less enjoyable than Captain Riddle's Forgotten Fortune. However, I still had a good time. Um, their description online is, just over a month ago, the long-lost tomb of Clutunkamun was unearthed for the first time in over three millennia. A team of explorers were sent in to recover the Clutan crystal, a jewel believed to possess the power of the Nile. 
It has been several days since last contact with the exploring party, so it's time to send a new expedition down into the tomb to retrieve the crystal. But watch your step. Who knows what happened to the last exploring party? Well, this room really... I think it made that style room kind of a turnoff for me because while Egyptian style things are, are cool, I don't really enjoy that theme too much. I think the set design theme was very well executed. I think because the puzzles I recall being slightly confusing or just very different that we probably didn't feel as well immersed as we did in the previous rooms. Um, or maybe we just didn't flow as well in the previous rooms. So, but not a bad room, very cool set. Yeah, and when we got out, we were talking to our game master and telling him how we're sad because this is the last room we're gonna do. And we were really looking forward to potentially doing more rooms, but it didn't work out on the calendar to do. They have a few other ones, one called uh, AI9 and one called Cell Block C. Mm -hmm. And we, we weren't able to make it to either of those. And he told us, well, good news. We actually have a new room that wasn't listed yet called Core. This room was a Gen 3 completely technologically advanced, no, no padlocks or anything like that. I think he, he called it a lockless room. Mm -hmm. So this room was just awesome. Um, I thought... You know, wow, how lucky that we were able to, you know, just kind of jump in. What's really cool about this room is there's three different core rooms inside of the Birmingham location. So that means three different groups can play the exact same uh, game side by side and really uh, go into a head-to-head -head competition. Uh, the, the guy that we were talking to just so happened to be the guy that programmed half of the room and was a very, very bright kid. You know, I really enjoyed having a conversation with him about escape rooms and all the work that he put into this room. Uh, so the online uh, description of this room is as follows. Atomax, the largest nuclear plant in the world, is fully automated and operates under the watchful eye of the popular government program AI-9, which is related to one of their other rooms. Upon being announced, the tabloids heralded the plant as a mistake, claiming it could be the next Chernobyl. 12 minutes ago, the temperature of the nuclear core spiked and it is now well on its way to initiating a full meltdown. You're our last hope. Can you cool off the core? So, I think in a previous episode on our London Rewind, we talked about how nuclear-type rooms or bomb-type rooms are really overdone. Um, so I was really skeptical going into the room, but I think the draw was really the fact that it was lock lockless. I think it was very well executed and definitely different than what we've seen, for sure. I, I question, so I saw this on the Escape Room Enthusiast Facebook page the other day. Someone commented something along the lines of, isn't there, like, this amazing satisfaction, though, in, like, putting a key in a lock and, like, opening it and it feels amazing? And I do think that piece was missing for me. And... I mean, to be fair, if you know you're going into that, it has very cool elements, and you're still going to have some satisfaction, but it's very different than your traditional escape room where you find a code, enter it, mm -hmm. and or find a key and enter it, you know? I really think that um, their immersion factor for this room was through the roof. Like, everything was, like, part of the story, every advert, everything. They had videos that played that really made you feel like you're part of the story. Um, what I'm seeing now on their website description that kind of blows my mind 
is the difficulty rating on this one is a two out of five. Uh, no. I really disagree with that. No, no, unless no, no. they took a lot of stuff out because this was a challenge. This was a very, very difficult room. And it, I think it was because they were still in the playtesting and they were working out the, the kinks. But holy moly, did that really kick our butts. I we... think we were very frustrated at the end when we finally were able to get out. Luckily, it didn't beat us. I think we had a total of maybe two minutes or something left. But it really took everything in us to get, get out of this room. We actually thought we had lost because the timer actually ran out when the game master came in the room, he said, no, you actually didn't lose. They just hadn't um, maybe programmed or found out a way to stop the timer when videos were playing because the cameras would kind of um, interrupt you at different points in time to tell you information. So we didn't lose. We thought we did at one point, though. And I wonder, there, there's one puzzle in, in the game that we were really, really stuck on. And I wonder if they've... We even used clues away. on this one. We did. It was very confusing. I wonder, based on that difficulty rating online, if they've actually taken that puzzle away because I think or that was... at least tweaked it. Because yeah. I remember we we struggled on it for a bit. We asked for a clue, and we we vocally were able to explain like this is what we're supposed to do. We're and boom, we're gonna try it. We're gonna do it, and we just could not get it to work the right way. And I don't I don't know if it was because I was overloading it with go, trying to go too fast or or what, but it was. It was very difficult to get to execute the way it was programmed. Um, this being a Gen 3 room really makes me wonder if Gen 3 is going to be a style of room that I'm going to enjoy. Like, as you said, Melanie, it's got no locks, so you don't get that tactile code input feeling. Like, it's all programmed, and I don't know if that is something that I'm ready for or if I want escape rooms to exclusively be. You know, this reminds me of, I think the escape game has Mission Mars, and I think I didn't really enjoy that room in comparison to a lot of their other games, and I think it's because of that. I remember it being very similar to Core, where there wasn't a ton of lock and key things. Yeah, that was like a Gen 2, almost Gen 3 style room, where it was kind of bridging between the two. Definitely. So, um, very interesting. I mean, Birmingham overall was fantastic, or we like to call it Brum now. Apparently, that's what all the locals call it. We say, we'll always have Brum. Um, (laughs) But fantastic Indian food if you ever head out that way. The canals are really pretty. Apparently, the locals or um, the English don't really love Birmingham, but we loved it. Um, Yeah, we got a lot of people being pretty negative about the city. Like, why would you choose to stay there? But... I had a fantastic time. I mean, we choose, chose to stay there because you had a conference, but we could have stayed a lot more time in London, but we decided not to. And I'm very, very glad that we didn't either go back to London or stay more there because I think next time we go, I'm, I'm going to stay in Birmingham still. Yeah, I agree. We had a fantastic time. And, you know, to be clear, I, I believe my mom asked me this when I got home. She's like, is all you did uh, escape rooms? And I just want to let everyone know, That is not all we did. While we did 13 escape rooms over the course of our time in England, we did a lot of other things. We could tell you all about them some other time, but I promise that it was filled with other stuff, and we had a great time also exploring England. Um, I just think it was a really great trip overall that was filled with lots of escape rooms. So, yeah, that's crazy. That wraps up our, our trip to England. 
yeah, it was it was a good time. And if you do want to know a little bit more behind the scenes about our personal lives and everything about what we did while on the trip, I'm actually in the process of writing a blog post that is going to include all the pictures from the trip, including the escape rooms, but also all the other things that we did. We briefly talked about, you know, this, this zoo that had a castle around it. We talked about the London Eye and all that stuff. But there's a little bit more fun stories there. So if you do want to listen and figure out more about that, go ahead and go to our blog. It should be up within the next week or so where I'm going to finish up uh, attaching all the pictures and getting the story written out. As always, make sure to follow us on our social media accounts. We have uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our website, our website. <laughs> uh, other everything. Things. Everything. We have all the things. Um, we always have fun posting to our stories on Instagram and always have fun content being posted. I think the pictures for this podcast release will be quite fun because we took a lot of them in the we definitely did. So. And feel free to reach out to us on uh, social medias directly. I know we've been getting a lot of private messages and uh, contact form uh, conversations, but you can also tweet us live. We're usually both on our phones, so or at least have them near us. So if you want to be able to talk to us and interact with us, we can respond. You'll know by the way we talk on who you're interacting with, whether it's me or Melanie. We'll let you figure out which <laughs> one's which, but we have uh, two distinct, very distinct ways of talking. Thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Cheers.